the Phoenix Foundation, an episode-by-episode podcast review of CBS's action-adventure series, MacGyver. I'm Patrick O'Reilly. And I'm Richard Wells. And today we'll be tackling Season 3, Episode 3, Back from the Dead. The original air date for this episode was October 5th, 1987. Of course, uh, that is my daughter's birthday. We all know that. All of us know that. Yeah. It was directed by James L. Conway, who has directed many of these, and written by Stephen Cronish, who has written many of these. Um, Why don't we go into the brief overview of this episode? In this episode, we get the return of Jimmy the Eraser Kendall, who has been uh, exposed while in witness protection uh, by a newspaper article that was written about him. And uh, so now MacGyver and Pete are worried that the mob is going to come after him. Right, and for anybody who doesn't remember, this character is a a returning character from Season 2, Episode 2. Um, eraser. The Eraser, which is his nickname as a hitman. Um, and it involved him basically uh, being released from prison at the beginning mm-hmm. um, and wanting to uh, retire from being a hitman, but being Forced pressured to, into yeah. killing more people. One and, last uh, job. Yeah. And so he basically tricked MacGyver into helping him find his hit by telling him it was his long lost son and that he wanted to redeem himself. And uh, and so that uh, that episode basically ended with them faking uh, Jimmy's death, and then having him uh, relocate to Miami right. to coach a, a, a minor league team. This is that's the episode also that like starts off with like an East German plot, right? Like, yeah, like this guy selling government secrets and plans, and but they're all boxed up as sauerkraut, <laughs> yeah, or something like that, yeah. And it's um, like it's it's all off completely different from where it ends up yeah because you think oh man this is gonna be like some espionage plot but then it's all about the mob yeah and then the german stuff like doesn't even factor into yeah, it at it's all it's gone um but yeah so uh so we're coming back um to his story he uh he's teaching this or coaching this minor league team mm-hmm. in miami but now they're on the road so right. they came to Los Angeles, quote unquote Los it's, Angeles. Yeah, quote unquote Los Angeles. Uh, this is also the the premiere of of uh, the houseboat. Yeah, the famous houseboat uh, it, shows up finally here. I, this is the place that I remember the most where he lived, and so it's it's kind of like I remember that he had other places that he lived, but yeah. like the houseboat was always the most iconic. I think because to me that was like the coolest place to live. You know, what's weird is for me, I think it was the loft, even though season two has not been my favorite so far. Yeah, I think the loft is the place I'd always thought of as MacGyver's house. But yeah, this is definitely one of the more iconic ones, and it sticks yeah. around for a lot longer than any of the other yeah, ones yeah, do. Yeah. I mean, this is the next, I think, four seasons mm-hmm. are, are on the houseboat, and then the last season comes back to L.A. Um, but yeah, so he, uh, what what is the opening scene? Is him I, at the at the houseboat? Yeah, yeah, it's 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 uh, it's like a long shot of the pier and the boats, and and then it comes to MacGyver's houseboat, and he's talking about. Uh, never having lived near the ocean and now he, he can't think of living anywhere else. Right. And uh, he comes out of the houseboat and stops by his neighbor's boat, which isn't a houseboat. It's just a normal boat. Yeah, it's just a boat. But she uh, lives there, apparently. Yeah. she's always there. Uh, she seems like she's fresh out of a divorce, probably yeah, living like, on her yeah, boat. I got the boat. <laughs> <laughs> that was the way to stick it to him, too. Yeah. <laughs> the thing he wanted the most, I got. You know what? You can keep this apartment. I'm going to live on your boat. Um, but yeah, so MacGyver starts flirting with his neighbor and, and resets some dinner plans that he had to cancel. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, immediately yeah. he's confronted with probably having to cancel those plans when Pete shows up and says, Hey, check out the sports pages. Yeah. And then there's a picture of Jimmy Kendall, uh, right in the middle of, of things, but it looks like it could potentially have been taken by accident or without his knowledge. He's not like looking at the camera posing yeah, yeah, for yeah. a picture, but it, it's, um, just he accidentally showed up in a photograph of the team and it got printed in the paper and so they're worried about this being a violation of his witness protection so exactly so so the fear is that someone else is going to see this realize that he's alive that's a big connection though i mean you see a guy's picture in the paper and they're like oh that guy looks a lot like like jimmy especially since it's been like what a couple of years at least yeah well since... i mean if this is taking place real time it's been at least over a year yeah because he should have died 2-2 and this is 3-3 three, three. so but yeah, they, I I don't know why they would assume. Oh, this is a person who we killed, who we saw dead. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it just I mean, we were at his funeral. Yeah. So it's probably him, not just a guy that looks like him. And so, uh, so uh, Pete tells MacGyver that the team is going to be playing uh, pretty soon at the Shoreline Stadium. 
Right. And so the MacGyver runs off to go to go kind of. I don't know if they confront Jimmy because it's not really a confrontation. It's just like to, to I guess to get him out or to, to get him to say his goodbyes or whatever. I mean, he's going there to retrieve him. I guess yeah, so that they for. can relocate to probably Montana this time. Yeah, probably. Uh, we'll we'll find out later in the episode. <laughs> I mean, it, if you just watch television or movies, you would have no idea. But the witness Pro- protection program actually has a one hundred percent like success rate no one has ever been found out that has been in witness protection in the history of the program yeah that's crazy but it just seems like it would this kind of stuff would crop up more often but Mm -hmm. they're they're so careful about keeping people out of the limelight and relocating them far enough away that i mean it seems like with the internet things will get harder and harder yeah but um that's why we got so many more people living in antarctica yeah exactly no one's gonna look for you here or put on your penguin costume (laughs) um so we cut to uh, the the uh, bus rolling bus into the rolling stadium, in. rolling into the stadium. Right, it, it's not should... just parking in the parking lot; yeah. it's rolling out onto the field. <laughs> that seems like a really bad way of doing it. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, so everyone's just getting off and unloading equipment, and Jimmy is giving uh, a pitcher we only know as Dave uh, a pep talk about yeah. uh, playing in front of the fans and how like I just got to ignore him, tune him out. But already they're kind of leaning on his mafia background with, like, he's doing the whole, like, familial, like, slapping in the yeah, face yeah, yeah. while he's talking to people. And he even makes, like, some casual references that says, your arm is a rifle, kid. You're gonna murder him. Yeah, he's just, like, laying out all these puns about, like, in case it hasn't been clear why I've been making yeah. such violent puns for the entire of my coaching career. He, he's cracking up, like, internally, like, oh, God, these puns are so funny. I wish, I wish these were if my If anybody knew that I was a murderer... This would be... I'd be killing right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... So, yeah, it's just kind of like a... Just an introduction to Jimmy. And, uh... From there, we, we go away again to another pier where, uh... Some guys are kind of standing in, like, nice suits and... This is the immediate aftermath of the funeral of Papa Chuck Banning, mm-hmm. who was the, the patriarch of the Mafia family in, in uh, Jimmy's first episode. Right. Uh, so it seems like they, this was the one actor they couldn't get to come back. Um, so he has just passed away. Mm-hmm. Everyone's still wearing their the clothes that they wore to the funeral. But Ralph, the, the hitman from the, that same episode, The Eraser, has been asked to come and speak with the new heads of the family. Right. Paul Weber. Right. So we don't know much about this guy except that he's taken over the business. And, and that Ralph's nervous about having to meet with him yeah. so quickly after the funeral. Because, uh, you know, you have two funerals. It's cheaper. Yeah, <laughs> you uh, get them in bulk. <laughs> just throw them in there with him. Throw them in the hole with him. <laughs> uh, but Mr. Weber actually wants to talk about Ralph about a promotion. Like, you know, he he appreciates all the work that he's been doing, and and now that Papa Chuck's gone, they're going to be changing up some things, and he wants Ralph to run. I guess the local operation. We still don't know really what they're doing. We can assume drugs. Yeah. Um. Uh. But uh, they even bring up the fact that. Ralph took care of Jimmy, which was a point of conversation for us in that he makes the point that Jimmy gave them a hard time and that yeah. they appreciate him for taking care of it. But Jimmy did nothing but exactly what they asked for for his entire career up to saying, you know what, I'm, I think I want out. I don't want to kill this guy. Yeah. And then Ralph killed him. So he really didn't give them that hard a time. Yeah. He, Pete, Pete and MacGyver talk about that he gave like evidence and hurt the family, but he never had time to do that. Yeah, because and if he did hurt the family, why did Papa Chuck Banning get to serve until his death? Yeah. And why is Ralph still working there? Like, these exactly. people should have been arrested if he turned over any evidence at all. Yeah, so I think I think it was like, you know, like we were talking about, like, retconning it. Like, one, to make it seem like Jimmy was an okay guy versus a cold-blooded murderer. Yeah. Like, in this in this instance, they said, yeah, he did the right thing, which he yeah. never did in Eraser. Yeah. Um he just didn't do more of the wrong thing. Yeah. And uh, so while Ralph is talking to Mr. Weber, Sal has uh, found a, you know, he scared off some local old man fisherman. And By just staring at him like, yeah, look, just, there's mafia people here. You he, shouldn't be here. Yeah. And the guy leaves. The guy leaves his newspaper, and so Sal just kind of like, oh, you know, I got nothing to do. This conversation's not got nothing to do with me, so I'm just going to read the paper. And immediately opens it up to the picture of Jimmy Kendall. Yeah. Um, I can't. I can't, like, I don't read newspapers, obviously, often, 
because this is not the time that we read newspapers anymore. Yeah. But the newspapers I did ever have an opportunity to look at, I didn't, like, intensely examine each photo to, to get an eye for each face. Yeah, and I didn't go, like, well, this is a person who I wasn't even involved in his murder, but I recognize him. Yeah. As someone who we've killed and whose funeral we attended, so I'm sure it's actually him. Yeah. So he even tries to interrupt the conversation that Ralph was having, and Ralph was kind of like, "Shut the frick! What are you doing?" Um, and uh, I'm here with the man, what are you? What are you bothering yeah, me with this with stuff the for? Man. Yeah. And uh, so that's when, like, when the conversation's over, Sal shows Ralph the picture, and uh, and now Ralph realizes that he's in a situation where if this gets out... The family's going to realize he didn't pull the job that they thought he did. Right. And they're going to withdraw all the responsibility they just gave him. Uh, unto death. <laughs> yeah. Because that's the best way to withdraw responsibility. Right. And so they decide they're going to head out and take care of him for real this time. They're going to bury yeah. him themselves. Because I guess then even if the family saw the picture, you go, hey, is that Jimmy? It's like, I don't know. I don't know. This this guy disappeared, so we don't we can't we can't verify. So no, it says right here in the caption, Lou Rizzo. It seems like that's all they would have had to have done. Yeah, like because no one would have believed it. Yeah. Uh, but now we're back at the uh, stadium, where uh, Jimmy's trying to give Dave more like confidence, build him up, and so like they call out the next batter, and it is Mister Hank Aaron. A A Ron. A A Ron. <laughs> uh, this is this is like, is this like a, our first like celebrity like as themselves? As themselves? Um, I think so. Yeah, I think it would be. So it's kind of an interesting uh, precedent. But it's just they're they're kind of flexing their their budget muscles and yeah. going like, hey, look, we got renewed for a third season, we're a hit. And we can actually bring people on that mm-hmm. are famous in their own right. I mean, like, you know, we talked about uh, Tim Rosovich. Right, who, yeah, Who yeah, was yeah. an actual NFL player right. uh, turned actor. But he wasn't but playing. But he wasn't playing Tim Rosovich. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, this is a, a person who's playing themselves. He's being recognized as Hank Aaron. And I also, I, as much as I'm sure Tim Rosovich was a, an amazing football player, I don't mm. think that he's so famous that people would recognize his name this far after yeah. his having played. Whereas... People now know who Hank Aaron is. I know mm-hmm. Hank Aaron's name, and I've never watched a game of baseball in my life. Yeah. Because baseball's just boring and terrible. But, um, but yeah, so then he comes out, and uh, and Dave is freaking out because he, he recognizes immediately mm-hmm. that this is Hank Aaron. I mean, he, he is retired at this point. Of course. But, um, but he's still one of the baseball yeah. greats. And so uh, Dave winds up for his first pitch, and of course Hank Aaron just tears it to pieces, yeah. and knocks it out into the stands, um, and then uh, and then he gets another little pep talk from from Jimmy slash Lou, mm-hmm. saying, "Look, this as much as yes, he is one of the baseball greats. He's also just another batter, and yeah. you're a pitcher. So if you want to play in the major leagues ever, you need to just pitch like you're pitching to a person that's yeah. trying to hit the ball." And so, You're up against a major leaguer right now. Show, show you you have what it takes to strike out a major leaguer. Right, and and then he does essentially with mm-hmm. three fastballs in a row. Yeah, um, but apparently they're fast enough to get by Hank Aaron. And I, you had you had pointed out, and I thought the same thing that they must have paid Hank Aaron, yeah, a, a legitimate sum of money for him to miss these three balls. Mm-hmm. Like, wait, you want me to to swing and miss? Yeah. Why why did you bother bringing me in? You yeah, could have brought exactly. in anyone else. I was I was trying to make an awesome baseball joke, but I don't know any other baseball players. <laughs> I was like, why didn't you bring in uh, Bo Jackson? <laughs> Let him miss. <laughs> why don't you bring in uh, Michael Jordan? <laughs> um, that's the only other baseball player I can think of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very well known baseball player. Mm. Also, I, I I've heard that he plays basketball as well. I you know I, I, I he's okay. I just remember him playing baseball in Space yeah. Jam. Um, <laughs> And then, uh, and then, so Dave is ecstatic that he's managed to strike out Hank Aaron, and yeah. he, he turns to Lou and he's like, "Oh, did I just strike out Hank Aaron?" And then, what I wish Lou had said back was, "No, he hit a home run on your first pitch." Yeah, <laughs> because that's what happened. You got you struck him out because you were given more chances than a person gets. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then as soon as they that that pitching session is over, they kind of break up the practice mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, and 
everyone just heads back into the locker room. Because that's the purpose of a Hank Aaron's visit. Like, the reason that he's there. Right. Is to, he's a friend of the coach, and he's there to give some, like, inspirational tips and messages. And yeah, he's going to talk to the rest of the team about, like, batting procedure and stuff like that. Um, and But MacGyver had arrived at this point, and had, was kind of, like, watching in from the stands. And maybe a little starstruck by Hank Aaron being there. It yeah. seems like he's kind of, like, smiling about it. Watching Hank Aaron play yeah. and miss. <laughs> Terribly. Um, I would have. I, I hope that there's like a, a tape of outtakes of this Hank Aaron keep hitting. Just them. accidentally. <laughs> just keep hitting contact. it. I can't not hit it. It's what I do for a It's living. just like a guy in blackface missing. Uh-huh. <laughs> like they just they couldn't even get Hank Aaron to not hit the ball. But I still think it would have been funny if like after like after they broke up the practice and everyone was like heading back in, like Lou just comes over and he's like, Here's that thousand dollars, thanks for missing three pitches. Yeah. <laughs> You're really gonna help the kid out. Uh, so MacGyver, you know, signals Jimmy, uh, you know, and shows him the paper. And, you know, Jimmy's obviously upset. But MacGyver wants to go somewhere like where they can go privately to talk, and before they even can get out of the stadium, Ralph and Sal arrive. Right. And it just immediately start chasing after them, and you can see them hustling, trying to trying to screw on their silencers as they're running. Um, and uh, which know, they're they're willing to try that while they're running, but they won't shoot while they're running, yeah, so they no, have to like stop, stop and, and take aim perfect and, aim, yeah. and then still miss. Or yeah, extremely imperfect aim. And. Uh, so MacGyver and Jimmy run into a bathroom. Yeah, first they duck into the restrooms, and then is this a ladies' restroom again? Is this? A... You know, I I couldn't tell. I think <laughs> I think it was was a men's room. Yeah, I think it but, was. But uh, yeah, I think it, I think it was a men's room also. Yeah, and um, so you, you think that they're trapped in there, but uh, like a lot of stadiums, this, this restroom has a uh, entrances entr- on both sides. Yeah. yeah. Um, but before they leave, they make sure to close one of the stalls yeah. to give the implication that they're hiding in there. Exactly, together, which is weird. Yeah, um, just to slow them down a little bit. Yeah, So, and Ralph and Sal fall for it because they come in and they see the, the doors closed and Ralph makes an awful pun. I'll let you cut it in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then uh, shoots it through the door, or at least tries to shoot through the door. But the bullets never make it through. Yeah, they remember to put, like, whatever squibs or whatever. I guess they're not squibs because it's not shooting blood. That would yeah. be really weird. <laughs> <The door laughs> oh, my God, bleeding. a sentient door. Um, but he fires three shots in this door, and you see these, like, just bullet holes show up in the door. But then he kicks open the door, and there's there's no bullet holes on the back yeah. wall. And, the, and there's no one in there. Right. I still think it would be funny if there was just, like, a guy, like, sitting there, like, Why? <laughs> But there's no legs. Like, why were you standing on the toilet? I don't it's, understand. It's the old man from the from the pier, the fishing or yeah. fisherman that they scared off. I tried to get as far away as possible. <laughs> uh, but then, yeah. So uh, MacGyver and uh, and the eraser, Jimmy, Jimmy, keep running. Um, they run back into the seating area, at which point they reuse a joke from Phoenix Under Siege, where MacGyver says. Um, or he jams the broom in the door yeah, yeah, yeah. to to keep it locked, and then he says, "Oh, that's that broom's not going to hold him." And then he says, "Come on, Jimmy, you got to think positive." And he says, "I'm positive we're going to be dead." Yeah, which is essentially the same as um, Harry's joke when they're trying to find the hockey tickets in mm-hmm. Pete's office. Yeah, I'm positive we're going to miss the hockey game. Yeah, I'm positive we're going to miss that game. Uh, so now they're up in the in the stands, which. It seems to me that they would have had actual time to run down the, the stands and just jump over the railing. Yeah. But instead, they uh, MacGyver goes and grabs a piece of fire hose and cuts it with his knife. Once again, cutting the fire hose with a knife just seems like it's too easy. Yeah. I just feel like those hoses are meant to withstand so much pressure. But, but then there was also when they when there was those uh, the riots where the fire was burning out a building. There it was a big news story that mm. one of the rioters like went and sliced open the fire hose when they were trying to put out the fire. That's fires. true, that's true. So I don't know what he did that with, but maybe maybe it's easier than we think it is. Yeah. Um and uh yeah, so they, they throw the the fire hose up over some kind of a suspension cable for the uh the stadium or something. Right. So I'm not, they can I'm not swing quite sure. Down or... Yeah. It's some kind of a support cable. Right. And yeah, so they just kinda like a zip line down it. Um, but they, st- they but somehow that cable isn't able to slice through the fire hose. Yeah, exactly. That's what that's what was concerning me too about the whole trip down. I was like, oof. Um, <laughs> that reminds me of that really amazing joke on 
on The Simpsons with the counterfeit jeans. Oh, Where they yeah. can't zip line with them because they're counterfeits. <laughs> uh, that was funny. That's, That's a good show, Simpsons. If you haven't seen it, you should look into yeah. it. There's a counterfeit jeans operation going on in my car hole. <laughs> <laughs> All uh, the more reason to hurry up. <laughs> uh, so they get away, and then uh, you know Sal's kind of like, "Well, what are we going to do now?" Is uh, well, we're going to get him. We're going to use get his daughter and use her as leverage. Yeah. So now we've revealed that he has a daughter. Yeah. Which last episode we thought he had a son. Yeah. And now but, we're finding out he has a daughter. Yeah, but he said it was his nephew. Like he said it was his son at first. But and then, then it turned it was... out the picture he showed of of his alleged son was his, was actually his nephew. Yeah. So at the very least, we know he has a sibling. Yeah. That the sibling has a child. Mm-hmm. Um, either of which could be dead. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. But um, he also has a daughter, which I feel like I we don't really need to complicate the story anymore. Have it be his sister and yeah, and her child. The yeah, one I, that mean, he was, I mean, yeah. Like, I they probably didn't go back much to that episode yeah. except to get like the character names because again this is pre-dvd era when people don't remember the story that well anyway yeah. so why why reuse characters that nobody remembers when you can just well, bring up a daughter and a grandson that makes yeah. that makes sense Perfect. um and that's where the act breaks and as we come back from the commercial uh we're, we're back, back in the houseboat yeah we're back at the houseboat with and now pete's there too and uh uh it's kind of a weird thing because it's just them walking in and then we immediately cut away back to some suburban house. Right. It, it was just like to, just to remind us that they got away, I guess. Yeah. Because we don't really actually and see And also, them. in case in the first couple scenes that you didn't realize it was a houseboat, we have Jimmy saying, this is your home? Yeah. And he says, yeah. What's the problem? And he says, it's a boat. It's going to sink. Because Jimmy doesn't know how boats work. Yeah. And, uh, and then, yeah, then we cut to Jimmy's daughter's house mm-hmm. where her, her son, Jimmy's grandson is yeah. coming home from baseball practice, completely co- filthy because he, he tells her he decided to just slide into third or home. Yeah. Second. It was, he, it was I believe it actually was second base. Oh my gosh. That's so sad. Um, Sliding into second, slide <laughs> into home at least. Um, but he did this after the game was over and everyone left. Right. Because he never gets played, because uh, apparently he's... And his mom refuses to pick him up from practice, so he has to walk through the neighborhood in yeah, a pristine uniform. Yeah, in shame. Like, he has, you have to do the walk of shame. This is how you learn. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, the daughter, Susan, and uh, the grandson, Brian, which they only say his name once in the whole episode. Right, the very first sentence in reference to him and then yeah. beyond that. Everything else is like son or grandson. Or kid or... And like, as I was making my notes, I kept like... What like, is this kid's name? Yeah, I was like, did they say his name? I can't... I don't remember. It wasn't until we watched it a second time. Like, yeah, at the very beginning she says, Brian, uh, what happened to your uniform or whatever? Um, and uh, they immediately get a knock at the door. And it's Ralph saying, oh, I got a message for you from your father. And this confuses her probably because, uh, as far as she knows, her father is dead. Mm-hmm. And uh, which is actually the first thing we hear from his alleged son in the first episode. He's like, "What? No, my father's dead." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so at, at one point, I was like, "Oh, is this another trick?" And we're, the eraser's here to kill this woman, and and he's tricking MacGyver into leading him right to her. But that's not what happens here. No, that's too elaborate. <laughs> Suddenly, Ralph's the good guy again. Yeah, he, he's been trying to stop Jimmy from murdering this woman this whole time. <laughs> uh, it's actually Ralph's daughter. Oh, man. This is, this is, I got a message from your father, dot, 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 me. me. <laughs> um, so uh, Pete and Mac are trying to convince Jimmy that he has to change his identity again. And he's not excited about moving to Montana. Yeah, and to Montana. no one reminds him that he killed a bunch of people to deserve this yeah. whole upending of his life. And, uh, you know, and he wants to go back to Miami or he says he wants to go to Miami, which you pointed out. Yeah, He says, what's wrong with Miami? Why can't I go to Miami? It's like, that's where we sent you. And then you got on a bus to Los Angeles, the only city where anyone's looking for you. Yeah. Good move. Um, I feel like that's the one thing you would just be like, oh no, someone in my family is ill. I can't go to Los Angeles. End of discussion. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, Jimmy is going to, you know, like, you know, he, he basically he doesn't have much of a choice. Yeah. And so he feels bad, but he wants to go call the team to let him know that he's not going to be able to be there for the game. Right. And as soon as he calls, uh, Dave picks up the phone. And well, before that even, uh, Pete reminds him, like, 
just don't say where you are mm-hmm. don't say what's going on just let them know you're not going to be there one call and then yeah one call and then pete leaves and macgyver says i'm going to go take a shower <laughs> call however many people you want to and say whatever you want because i'm not going to supervise it yeah exactly and he and he just leaves and he, may, he ends up making three phone calls completely yeah. unsupervised um yeah the first one was to the uh the locker room the locker room where dave conveniently answers mm-hmm um, he's the only character that got a line. So. Yeah, he's the only actor that paid to speak. Um, and he just says, oh, hey, we got a call here at the locker room for you from uh, your buddy Ralph. He's, I didn't know you had a daughter. Yeah. And uh, and with that brief information, mm-hmm. he's able to put two and two together and just realize, okay, they're be- everyone's being held hostage. Mm-hmm. And then he says, uh, wh- what did he say about her? And he says, nothing, just that he's with her and your grandson. Which is the first Jimmy's hearing of having a yeah. grandson at all. Um, Which is kind of weird. You think he'd be checking up on her a little bit now and then? He seems like a terrible dad. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, we're 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 also gonna kind of learn later in this episode. This isn't even the first time he's faked his own death. Yeah. But um, but yeah. So then he uh, he asks if they left a number for him to contact them at because he doesn't even know his own daughter's phone number if he needed to call her in an emergency. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. Dave gives them the number. He says five 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 two six nine eight or whatever. I have four six nine eight. Four six nine eight. He says five 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 four six nine eight. And then he says, "Okay, hold on. Let me just get this written down. Okay, five five five. And then they cut the exact same footage of mm-hmm. him saying four six nine eight again. And the only reason I was able to tell that it was the same footage. It, it, anytime you hear someone repeat something in a show, um, I, I tend to hear that and just go, "That sounded like the exact same audio, not yeah. just him repeating it." And. Uh, then I realized that they're showing his mouth both times that he's saying it. So mm-hmm. I started to look in the background for other things. So right as he's saying, four, six, nine, eight, you see a guy behind him take his shirt off. And then the exact same thing the next time they show it, which they should have just been, the camera should have been on Jimmy for yeah. the audio of him saying four, six, nine, eight. Yeah, You can use the same audio clip. Yeah. And, and, then and I would believe that, Oh, it just sounded the same when he said it the second yeah. time. But if you show me the footage twice, I can identify you've used the same shot. Again. Yeah. Like, cause we just saw that shot one second ago yeah um i wonder if like like they they hit the the limit that they have to pay this actor (laughs) maybe if if he literally says one more thing (laughs) we have to pay him more actually they just paid me to say meep and then they doubled it (laughs) (laughs) again simpsons it's uh s-i-m-p-s-o-n-s it's really funny it's on f-o-x right (laughs) if you're looking for the channel uh so now that uh Jimmy has the new phone number. He, like, he, MacGyver says, hey, is everything all right? He says, uh, yeah, one of the players got injured. I'm going to call the hospital. And MacGyver's all, okay. Yeah, go for it. Pete said one call, but I guess two is fine. Um, but instead of calling the hospital, yeah. he doesn't care about the player who got injured. He calls 4698. Uh, <laughs> and uh, gets the uh, cannery, which, not canary, but cannery. Right. Cannery. <laughs> canary Row. They went down into the mines with the cannery. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, Ralph answers and just basically gives them the information that he already knows that he's got his family. Yeah, it really is unnecessary for him to even get the phone number. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like it could have just said, meet me at the cannery. Although they probably would have thought that was weird. Yeah, so, Some guy wants you to meet you at the cannery? It seems kind of <laughs> like a weird meeting place. I can't be at the game tonight. I have to go to a cannery. <laughs> um, and so, you know, Ralph lets him know that, you know, it's it's him or the family, even though he completely intends to kill the family anyway. Um, but here Jimmy's, like, leaning on the, like, the gangster manifesto that says you can't mess with people's families. Yeah. It's just like, you know, this isn't, this isn't how it's done. And he says, well, it's how it's being done today. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, now Jimmy has to get down to the, to the cannery, but now MacGyver's out of the shower. Right. And uh, so Jimmy has to come up with an excuse. To make but... another phone call. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he says, this is going to sound crazy, but uh, I'm kind of a religious guy, and I want to talk to a priest that I used to know in this town. Mm-hmm. Is that cool if I give him a call? And none of this sounds suspicious at yeah, all to MacGyver. Exactly. And he just says, yeah, yeah, go ahead, do whatever you want. And so yeah. then as soon as he calls the guy, the first thing he says is, Hey, this is Jimmy Kendall, <laughs> and MacGyver's still in the room, which Jimmy Kendall is is dead. Yeah, you shouldn't be using that name 
to call people. Even if this is a priest you knew. Like, MacGyver should have said, no, you can't talk to a priest you knew because yeah. you agreed to cut off all connections <laughs> to everyone who you've ever known. But instead, he says, yeah, go ahead and call someone. Oh, Use your ahead. real name. <laughs> do everything Pete told us not to Violate do. Violate every tenant of the witness protection program. Um, and so then he calls him up and says, hey, Father, I, I want to come and make a confession. Uh, I was hoping you could give me a little peace. Mm -hmm. Which we don't realize is a pun yet. Yeah. Even so much as the, the Netflix subtitles spell peace. P-E-A-C-E. -E. Mm -hmm. But later we'll know better. Yeah. So MacGyver drives him uh, to the church, and uh, you know they both go inside. Which, which I thought was strange that they both went inside to begin with. Yeah. So, um, For some reason, MacGyver's suddenly being careful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, you know, so Jimmy goes into one of the confessionals, and the father's there, and like the, he immediately recognizes Jimmy and says, "I thought you were dead." And it feels like he's trying to pull off some kind of Irish, slight Irish accent. Um, but it quickly fades. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's like, you know, do you have the, the thing for me? It's like the gospel according to Smith and Wesson. Yeah. And then he hands it through the open window, which as yeah. far as, I mean, like I don't go to church and I haven't, I haven't been to churches a lot, but in my experience, a confessional booth usually has like a screen between yeah, them. There's usually a screen. And, uh, you can't just see the person's face on the other side. There is yeah. also usually not a light inside mm -hmm. them illuminating that, yeah, like that, you perfectly but every, everyone's face is perfectly lit like this it feels like the scene could have been darker than it was mm -hmm. um and at least they should have shown him like sliding out a screen before handing a gun through yeah but they didn't do that they just handed it through an open window that right. was between the two confessional booths and uh so you yeah, know now now he's got the gun and uh it seems like maybe after he gets the gun he just kind of hangs out in the booth for a while to yeah. make it sound like he's doing a full confession. Exactly. And then um, he steps outside and and genuflects in front of in front of uh, the the front of the church. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, I went to church a lot as a kid. Yeah. I had never heard that word. Genuflecting. I I never was not familiar with that word. Not even from the lyrics of Prince Ali from from Aladdin. Yeah, I I heard the word, <laughs> but it it was like I don't. I don't know if it was Neil, right? Genuflect, show some respect down yeah. on one knee. Like, I don't, I just didn't know the word. Oh, okay. And I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed that I, my vocabulary is so limited. Um, but uh, I was I was like, but the fact that MacGyver also notes it out. Now, I did, because I did notice that the priest didn't do it. Yeah, but you I, didn't know what it was called. Yes. I was like, right. I like, I thought that that was strange that he walked past the altar. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, and what's even stranger is that he's probably been doing this priest gig for a while. Yeah, it seems like this is his like go-to maneuver mm -hmm. as Father Kowalski. Yeah, and so it he, seems like, I, I, and like you had said, if if he's doing this, he should be working out of the church. He should be an actual priest at the church yeah. that deals in weapons, because otherwise, like, what what do you do if there's the actual priest is there? Yeah, <laughs> you know, like if you're gonna be a priest, you should do all the things that a priest does in addition to giving away weapons. Right. You, it's called a cover. Yeah. <laughs> Also, did Jimmy have enough cash on him to buy this gun, or um, did I, he just let him have it on faith? <laughs> Give it to this gun on good faith. Good faith, Jimmy. It's a, it's a, if it's a pun. Or he just put like two hundred dollars in the collections. Yeah. Like as he's walking out. I, I get the feeling that 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 he owes him a favor. Yeah. Um, and that's why he was able to get him the gun. Uh. But, uh, you know, Jimmy then goes up to the altar to, like, to say, like, a prayer. And when MacGyver notices that the priest doesn't genuflect, um, he, he goes... He goes and interrupts him. Yeah. And, cause, and so MacGyver, like, you know, like, says, yeah, you know, I recognize something's going on here. And then Jimmy just goes out and just shows him the gun. Yeah, he just pulls his shirt out and just goes, like, look, I got a gun. Got That's a gun. what I did. That's why we're here. Instead yeah. of just saying, I don't know what you're talking about, he's a crappy priest. Uh, so now MacGyver and Jimmy are having, like, this, like half argument about like I, you know i told i don't you know i don't yeah i don't want she involved it's like i don't want you to go to the cops uh, it's just this is just my family business all that stuff and uh which none of it really makes sense the cops should be involved in all of this and yeah. he should be relocated again like if we call the police your family's safer eh, i don't <laughs> care about my family being safe just yeah let me handle it 
because like if the police surround the cannery, they're not just going to execute a woman and child. Yeah. And then, all right, now we can get out of here. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, and Jimmy has like a moment where he's like saying like, I didn't even know I had a grandson. Until somebody took him away. Yeah, that's that, that, there's some there's some weight to those words. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Especially the delivery of that line too, when mm-hmm. he just says, "They took my daughter and my grandson," and like you could tell he's like upset about it, like yeah. genuinely. It's not it's not a crappy it's not a crappy line read. No, oh no! <laughs> Cut that in right there. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh man, I liked that guy. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, mm. uh, so MacGyver's offering to come and help get right. his, get the family, and Jimmy seems like he's going to be willing to accept his help. And as they both stand up, Jimmy just punches him in the stomach, and then gives him one of those like double fisted to the back of the neck kind yeah, of things. Yeah, Kirk smack. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he apologizes to him. He's like, sorry, buddy. And then he kind of, like, silently apologizes I don't know why I Jesus. did that. I got a lot of violence in my blood. <laughs> I feel sorry. I've let you help me before. For some reason, I've decided that yeah. you can't help me this time. And uh, so MacGyver's kind of, like, out of it. But when he comes around, he doesn't, he's not knocked out. But he's just kind of, like... Disoriented. Yeah. But by the time he gets out to the street, Jimmy's gone, which is kind of weird in the sense that he didn't take his MacGyver's car. So he's yeah, he's kinda, on foot. Yeah, he's. It's a birthday situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, wasn't he complaining in the eraser about his bad knees? Yeah. That he can't run very fast or get very far anymore? He's just like a half block down the way. <laughs> Wheezing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he really should have just, when he knocked MacGyver to the ground, took his keys and run out. Yeah. And the car should have just been gone when he got mm-hmm. out there. Uh, but MacGyver also does seem kind of like the guy who would leave his keys in the car. Yeah. Uh, Wait, he does or he doesn't? He seems like he would be the kind of person. Yeah, he's too trusting. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like the last time he was with mm-hmm. Jimmy Kendall, and he was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to reunite you with your son. So now... Uh, we move back to the cannery, right? Yeah, Where like... Uh, Ralph and Sal are antagonizing the Susan, daughter. Yeah, like they're... She's trying to convince them that uh, her father is dead. And this is where we get the information that he had walked out on her. Um, yeah, no, Sal... Okay, the the grandson here mm-hmm. is about 12, you would I'd say? I'd say, I'd say. Okay, so he says he didn't know he had a grandson, which mm-hmm. means he hasn't seen his daughter in at least 12 years. Right. She says he walked out on us and he died three years later. Mm-hmm. So she thought he died probably when he went to prison... Yeah. For for banning, mm-hmm. originally, which was like 10 years before he faked his own death again. Or right. was it even 10 years? I can't remember how long he was in. It was a, it was a brief stint for murder. Yeah. Um, or at least alleged murder. Maybe it was a, couldn't be proven or like it was manslaughter or something. I yeah. Don't know. But I mean, he, his own name was applied to the funeral, which was highly publicized. Right. When he faked his own death in the first episode. In the episode, yeah. So she should have known... That another funeral took place for her father ten years after she thought he was dead, or twenty years after. Someone would have pointed it out to her. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't make any sense that she believed that he had died twice. First mm-hmm. of all, or second of all, the only evidence that she has that he actually sold life insurance and didn't kill people is, well, he couldn't have sold, or he he couldn't have been a hitman because yeah. I distinctly remember him coming home from business trips. Yeah. And it's like, what is that? prove to anything did you see paperwork <laughs> yeah that's even more obvious that he was a hitman yeah you don't have to go anywhere to sell life insurance anymore it's not the 15 yeah door-to-door life insurance yeah uh so macgyver makes it back to uh his place and he immediately goes into the trash because he saw jimmy throw this piece of paper away right and uh finds the phone number and he five 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 four six nine eight mm-hmm Four, six, nine, eight. Awesome. Um, and he calls Pete. <laughs> and it's like, I like this conversation. Uh, so he calls Pete. Uh, and because he wants Pete to reverse look up this number. But he starts off as like, ah, Jimmy got away. And Pete's like, what? How? And it's like, because MacGyver, you are an idiot. <laughs> because you let him make three phone calls. Yeah. And then you drove him to an old friend's place. 
Um, and like, like MacGyver is so quick to get away from that topic. Don't worry about it. Check this phone number for me. I yeah. forget why I even told you that Jimmy got away. Yeah, I just need I should have to... told you at the end so I could hang up immediately. Uh, and I can only assume that he had Pete send reinforcements behind mm-hmm. him. Uh, Even though we never see them arrive. Exactly. They uh, take way too long to get where they're going. Yeah, we'll discuss the muddled ending uh, yeah. when we get there. But um, The second consecutive muddled Jimmy Kendall ending. <laughs> um, so uh, now we're like with uh, Jimmy kind of sneaking around the exterior of the cannery. Uh, where he uh, he spots Sal just kind of walking around, and he does this distraction with a bottle, like he rolls it out, like ET style, to like, lure the guy mm-hmm. around a corner. And then uh, while the guy's like looking around somewhere else, he comes just comes up behind him and jabs the gun in his bag. And he wants him to call out Ralph to get him to come out in the open. Right. But uh, it's pretty un unbelievable. Yeah, he just says, "Hey, Ralph." There's something strange. Come look at it. You gotta come see it. You got. I can't even begin to describe it. <laughs> it's, it's not Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> that's it's... that's all I'm sure of. <laughs> and so then he just pushes Ralph pushes uh, Jimmy's family out from around the corner because yeah. he can he can tell what's going on already. Exactly. And he's, when, when he does step out, he says, "Oh, that was a mistake grabbing Sal. I could hear him sweating." Yeah. Oh God. It's <laughs> <laughs> disgusting sound <laughs> just projectile sweating <laughs> just squirting out in all directions <laughs> impact the concrete oh god he's leaving like a shadow everywhere <laughs> oh man I think it was uh, the critic where there was like a like a repeat tv show called Mr. Sweaty Guy Every time you get an awkward situation, just like water would just come gushing out of his armpits. <laughs> uh, so uh, MacGyver arrives shortly after and climbs up onto the roof of the cannery, which is really him. It's really Richard. Yeah, he Anderson. jumps over. He he climbs a, a fence and then he climbs over the barbed wire at the top of the fence yeah. up onto a roof and then runs the whole way up this really yeah. steep roof. Really, and it's yeah, it's, it's like it's almost like a three story tall building in the center yeah but not like but there's it's not like it's all empty it's a warehouse right but the roof is sloped all the way down to the end yeah what do they call that like an a-frame right yeah yeah that's the, the technical arch- arch- i'm gonna say archaeological term that's it yeah <laughs> the archaeological term for a building it um, will be in the future yeah exactly when archaeology deals with a-frames um so uh, Jimmy is successfully uh, stalling Ralph, not knowing that MacGyver's in play, like trying to set something up, but they just keep talking, uh, which buys MacGyver enough time to walk out onto some kind of crane. And but he's also pretty carelessly climbing up the very edge of the roof, yeah, like in plain sight of everyone, when he could have been just moved over like 10 feet to the right and climbed up to the roof and he would have been fine. Yeah, and if you look at this, this whole scene is the shadows are really sharp like there's really like harsh shadows and they're straight down yeah so they would see him creeping along the building yeah uh and so ralph convinces uh jimmy to let go of his gun and and to release sal and while sal's walking over macgyver drops a cargo fishing net onto him right and then swings down and uh, on a second net yeah and then uh kind of knocks just ralph to the ground because Ralph's response to Sal getting hit with a net is not to shoot at the guy that's up there yeah. or to shoot at that guy on his way down, yeah. but to wait until he hits the ground and then run up to him with his yeah. gun because he, he doesn't know the range of a handgun. And uh, so uh, Jimmy grabs his family and punches Sal for his troubles, but MacGyver and Ralph now are in a scuffle. And but MacGyver at this point is saying, run, run, get out yeah, of here. Yeah, yeah. And, and Jimmy's saying the same thing to his family, like trying to usher them away from danger. And uh, MacGyver is just having a heck of a time with this fight, because um, Ralph is Ralph is a big guy. Yeah. And uh, he's not as slow as you might think, and so, so MacGyver really doesn't get the upper hand. And uh, he's getting a lot of chest kicks in. Yeah. And eventually, MacGyver gets punched off of the pier into the water. And they fire at him. Mm-hmm. And you see the bullet impact the water, like a good foot in front of him, but at an angle that would hit his stomach at the the way he was in the water. 
You know what that always makes me think of when people are getting shot at underwater? Mm. That scene in Big Trouble in Little China when the they're getting chased out of Lopan's place and okay. they jump into that pool and they start swimming through that tunnel. Mm. But when they're under the water, you see stuff firing into the water and like whizzing around them. Like yeah. you actually see trails of stuff. I, I wonder how they even did that. Yeah, because we, we're, what we're kind of half getting ready to mention is the Mythbusters. Right, yeah, that shooting at someone underwater is yeah. inaccurate at best Yeah, and, and very, usually not lethal. Yeah, because the bullets, uh, there's so much friction with the water that uh, the bullets either tear themselves apart or they just come to a complete stop. Yeah. And uh, even with like high power, power, especially with high powered rifles, it's even worse because that's when the bullet, the bullet, the we'll casing of the explode. bullets is stripped yeah. off. Yeah. And uh, and I think like they said, a shotgun only goes down like an inch, like it, it doesn't even penetrate. Right. Um, you can't get penetration even with the elephant gun. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, MacGyver gets shot through the water. So he reacts to the impact and then sinks. And I was immediately thinking, okay, he didn't really get shot. Right. He's just pretending like he got shot. Um, and in the meantime, because uh, he's done this before. Yeah, exactly. And he did this in DOA MacGyver and other <laughs> things. And uh, now uh, Jimmy has taken his family into the cannery, in which like there doesn't seem to be an opposite exit. Uh, right. And according to Ralph, the uh, building runs the whole block. Yeah, needless information. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have anything to do with anything. Um. But we see uh, MacGyver climb out of the water, but he rolls onto the ground and he's injured. He's bleeding. We don't know if the bullet penetrated his skin, uh, but we do know that he's He's bleeding, bleeding. from the gut. Yeah. He's got blood all over his hands and his shirt has a hole in it where yeah. the bullet went through. So uh, Jimmy has like a, like a moment like while they're hiding to, to kind of talk to his daughter and try to make her understand why he left. But she seems pretty like... No, you walked out on us. It was only better for you that... Not realizing that had he stayed with them, that these people would have been trying to kill her since yeah. she was a child or since before her son was born. Yeah. It's... it's Obviously, it, this was better for everyone. She, and she doesn't seem at all opposed to the idea that he's a murderer. Yeah. Like... like what oh, bothers her is that he left, not that he killed people for yeah. a living. And that's why he left. Yeah. Um... He never brought his work home with him, though. You yeah. know? You got to appreciate that. Well, until now. <laughs> Suddenly. Piles up. Uh, so Jimmy realizes that Ralph and Sal are getting close. So his plan is to be a distraction so that Susan and uh, Brian can break some windows and get out while he's leading Ralph and Sal in another direction. Right. In the meantime, uh, MacGyver's kind of like stumbling, weary, and. Uh, hurt into the warehouse trying to follow them and listening for where they are and uh so like you know jimmy kind of gives like susan and brian like a goodbye like a touching like i wish i could have known you yeah better to his grandson but he instructs them very specifically how to escape Mm -hmm. once uh he plans on making a a loud noise yeah and that they're going to break the windows and then pry open the gate Right, because it's, 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 there's like a layer of glass, but then there's like a layer of chicken wire. Right, on the which is side. part of like why this warehouse is like needlessly impenetrable. Like yeah. there's no way out except for the way they came in and if you break your way out. They don't want those employees getting out with that fish. <laughs> exactly. If there's a fire, you're staying in here. That's right. Working until the fire is killing you. Uh, so Jimmy does his plan he throws a whole bunch of like uh, empty uh, tuna cans all over the floor which draws ralph and sal and macgyver and at the uh, same time masks the sound of them shattering the window exactly um and macgyver kind of stumbles onto some some kind of weird spear hooky wailing instruments yeah. i'm not quite sure what they're for um but he takes them along with him <laughs> yeah uh and uh, uh jimmy has led Ralph and Sal to a dead end with a big boiler running yeah. uh, at this old cannery. Yeah, that's true. It's a functioning boiler. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's just like the uh, the functioning freezer in the, the soft cannery. Touch. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, like, it's the exact opposite of that because <laughs> yeah. it's extremely hot instead of freezing. Um, all these abandoned warehouses always seem to have stuff running inside of them. Yeah, uh, the elevator still works in the abandoned uh, boating structure. Yeah. yeah. And uh, 
So Jimmy is once again bantering with Ralph and Sal. But this isn't going as well because Ralph shoots him in the shoulder. Yeah, he just says, where's your family? And he says, I'm not going to tell you. And then he says, well, you know we can't have loose ends, so I'm going to keep shooting you in non-lethal regions until you tell us. Even though he knows where she lives. Yeah. It's not going to be hard to track these people down. Eventually she's got to go home. Yeah. And, they uh, also could have avoided using Ralph and Sal as their actual names this whole time, because then maybe she would have no way of finding them. Yeah. Um, and so uh, they, you know, they take a hit on on Jimmy's shoulder, and then Ralph decides to switch to a different kind of bullet, uh, hollow point, right? Uh, which he describes like you know leaves a larger hole on the way out right. than it does in. And. Uh, during this time, Jimmy happens to look up and sees MacGyver has made his way up to some kind of a upper platform above them. Right. And he sees that MacGyver's got, like, this Enormous trident. spear. Um, I like to think here that, that Jimmy thinks that MacGyver's out for revenge against Jimmy. Yeah. And so he's he just ducks out of the way as MacGyver's throwing the spear down. Yeah. And uh, MacGyver hits the, the pressure gauge of this boiler, which shoots out burning hot steam into Ralph and Sal's yeah. faces. This would permanently disfigure them. Yeah. So they could really have anyone play them the next time we bring exactly. the eraser back. Yeah, this is like the, a dark man situation. Yeah. Or, and, a, or a Murdoch situation. Yeah. <laughs> um, Murdoch's but, gonna, the man of a thousand faces. Yeah. Uh, but to add insult to injury, MacGyver then jumps down and whacks them with the the... the uh, length of the spear like this yeah he's got a lot it. of strength for a guy who's been shot in the gut yeah um but it's a, it does end on kind of a grid moment of jimmy shot macgyver shot and they're just kind of like in pain together uh and that's yeah, it's like the it's like one of the 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 end of the act four of a lethal weapon movie yeah and the two of them are just like well we killed everybody yep um the episode actually would have been better had they ended it here yeah, because it's they like, have a tendency to tack on the, the fifth act stuff that's just like, in case anyone misunderstood, here's why that's a happy ending and yeah. everything's great. But this ending doesn't explain anything. Yeah. Because now... We're back in the, in the houseboat again. Now everyone there, like yeah. the entire cast, Sands, the mm-hmm. mafia, is here in MacGyver's living room. Yeah. We don't know what happened to Ralph and Sal. Are they dead? Did they get arrested? Even if they were arrested, wouldn't they tell the family that Jimmy the Eraser is still alive? Yeah. Wouldn't this uh, draw enough attention for them to investigate and figure out why they were arrested? Yeah, exactly. Like, what were they doing at the cannery? Uh, you know, like, someone's got to have some information. Right. But... Or Jimmy the Eraser just erased them, and that was that. Yeah. Like, it, it it's a loose end, which is what Ralph and Sal were trying to avoid. Uh, but Jimmy's giving his grandson, like, a pep talk about baseball... And they're talking about getting ready to go to the game. Presumably the game that... Uh, Jimmy is, for some reason, being allowed to continue coaching. Yeah. He doesn't have to relocate to Montana because two of the many people that are going to be after him and his family yeah. are not a problem anymore. And, but and the it, entire Banning family is still out there. Yeah, and also a priest who clearly is a liar and an arms dealer and sells things for money... Knows that he's still alive. Yeah, and in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, so th- there's that. Um, and it just kind of ends there. Like, yeah. Like, he's, you know, it's like, not many people would take a bullet from me, MacGyver. Uh, well, let's not make it a habit. Yeah. Bringing it back to religion. <laughs> not really, though. No. But, uh, yeah, I just feel like th- this, this, was, this, this ending... Gave me less information yeah. than it needed I'm actually to. more worried now than I was at yeah. the end earlier. I, I, yeah, if it had just ended with them injured together... I, I would have assumed that he was going to relocate to Montana and leave yeah, everyone alone. exactly. Yeah. He reconnected with his daughter. His daughter knows he's alive. We can just, like, I'm sure something He already happen. redeemed himself by saving their lives. He doesn't need to coach the kid in baseball. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because he's already built up his confidence. Like, everything was fine. Everything was fine. Um, but I guess they had to say, oh, what, he has to go back to doing what he loves. Well, if you're going to do a fifth act, though, it should be taking place at their new living room in Montana. Yeah. Where he's living with his daughter and grandson. Or or them at the game saying, you know, oh, this is the last game. I'll get to watch these guys play. Yeah. Or, you know, uh, live or, you know, for a while. I mean, 
something, something to make sense. Yeah. Because it doesn't make sense what happens now. Yeah. Um, but it's still a, an okay episode. Yeah, it's, it's okay. I mean, what? that's essentially the end of it. Um, I, this, it's interesting for this character to have been brought back. Yeah. Because I felt like at the time I was like, okay, you know, this character is like an old hitman. He wants to retire. Um, had he been like a young kid who wanted to be a hitman, I was like, okay, maybe this kid will come back. And yeah. But this is like a guy who's like he's done. Like yeah, he's whole... a retired hitman that we're bringing back. The yeah. character is not retired, but the character is retired. Mm-hmm. So it 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 was an interesting choice. Um, I, I'm kind of I'd be kind of curious how they came about it. Like, like if they were near, when they were pitching story ideas, like we should well, bring Well, it seems like back. they they intended to do that because they did that with the first two episodes. So yeah. this is the third episode in a row now where we've had a repeat character mm-hmm. and a repeat villain. Yeah. From from earlier in the in the show, but I feel like that was like part of their goal in coming to Canada and starting work there was to be like, okay. We need to make sure that people realize this is the same show we've been doing the whole time. So let's yeah. bring back a character from early, like Nikolai Kossoff from episode mm-hmm. three. Okay, now let's get someone from season two that we had before. You know, someone yeah, for yeah, him yeah. to team up with again. And so then they bring back the Eraser. I keep forgetting that this is the third episode, but technically the second episode. Yeah, because it was a two-parter yeah, for the yeah, first yeah. one. Um, next week, though, though, doesn't really have any connection to any yeah. previous episode. Just. Just a lot of bizarreities. Yeah. Bizarreties? Uh, bizarre. Yeah. I like that word. That word in and of itself is a bizarrity. <laughs> <laughs> um, oddities, maybe? Oddities? Bizarre yeah. oddities. Bizarrity. I like bizarreties better. Yeah. Like let's it. get that Let's get that one moving, yeah. if we can, people. Hashtag bizarreties. Let's Google, Google on there. <laughs> Google it. Google it, guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I thought... Uh, at least in terms of the structure that this made more sense than his previous episode. Oh, oh the Eraser? Yeah. Yeah. Um, because, cause again, like, we have that muddled East German plot that never goes anywhere. Yeah, and they also mess up the whole twist of it not being his son by admitting that yeah. w- a way up front. And, and it has a nice button with the funeral, and it's like, oh, you know, we had a funeral for him. Yeah. And now everyone will for sure think he's dead. Yeah. Now many people know he's alive. Yeah. And that seems like a more dangerous situation. Yeah. And it seems like he's going to stay here in Los Angeles with his grandson. Yeah. <laughs> it's like exactly. The, you, we relocated you to Miami. Like, are you quitting the team so that you can stay with your grandson? Because he says he's going to he's gonna help him out with his baseball. Yeah. It's like, so, are you going to come flying out here to the city that you're wanted? Yeah. Well. It's weird. Yeah. But still, that was okay. And it was fun to see some familiar faces. I'm actually surprised they brought back... Um, what's the actor's name richard jameson to play ralph again yeah and and like because you would think if they're going to bring back the eraser they would just be okay we'll bring back that joe santos and then we're just going to have random mafia people after him yeah, but they yeah, actually yeah. brought back his antagonist from that first mm-hmm. episode which the guy was I trying to was replace cool. him like he was yeah like, exactly like and that was a, that was that was a good part of that episode because he was always like like uh trying to countermand his orders yeah uh and trying to like show that he was a better a better better at this job than he would be yeah uh, so yeah, it was a nice touch to bring him back. By the way, Joe Santos was clearly better because Joe Santos actually murdered people. Yeah, he was great at his job. He actually, the Eraser actually murdered people, whereas Ralph just fired a couple times in their direction and assumed mm-hmm. they were dead. Yeah, <laughs> he does it again in this episode with MacGyver, and he's just yep. just bragging to everybody. Well, your friend MacGyver's dead. And it's like really because I was dead yesterday, as far as you knew. Yeah. You're a terrible shot, Ralph. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's about it for this one. Yeah. Um, if you have any thoughts you want to share with us, uh, you can hit us up on Twitter at Opening Gambit. You can find us at facebook.com slash Phoenix Foundation Podcast. Or you can find us on our website, phoenixfoundationpodcast.com. And if you're digging the show, feel free to review us on iTunes. Tune in next week. We're going to be covering Season 3, Episode 4, Ghost Ship. Ooh. Which... Um, <laughs> has almost nothing to do with the film that was adapted from it. Almost. Um, they, they, share, a, they share two common things. Yeah, and we'll, we'll discuss those next week. Um, one of them is, of course, the Sasquatch. <laughs> 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 um, so stay tuned for that, and uh, thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.